Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. My first time chatting to Wendy in 2022. And uh, Wendy, it's lovely to know that you'll be part of the show again. Uh, You make an absolutely invaluable contribution to the show. Happy New Year and welcome back. Ah, same to you, Pippa. Lovely to have you back. And thank you for your lovely words. That's great motivation for the year ahead. <laughs> well, let me add to them with a, a WhatsApp just in from Ishmael who says, Wendy and Pippa, we love you and what you do. Wendy for public protector. <laughs> Wendy, your inbox is full enough already, <laughs> I, I know. Words. But there we go. Maybe if you want to think about your ambitions for the year, there, there, there's a nudge in one direction from uh-huh. Ishmael. <laughs> I suspect he's impressed because um, he sent us both an email earlier and I've responded to him um, already. Sometimes I don't respond at all and sometimes it takes me ages. It just depends on the luck really of what I see. Um, So thank you for that, Ishmael. Thanks again, Ishmael. And thanks for for, for all the help you give our listeners. Now, Wendy, um, I know your inbox is starting to fill up with complaints about people's festive shopping mishaps and other issues. But today we're focusing on the accommodation mishaps. Uh, Returning to an issue we touched on last year around sort of accountability from the big accommodation booking platforms uh, because once again not everybody's bookings turned out to be exactly what they were expecting or hoping for so we're going to take a look at a couple of case studies I'm sure we'll hear from some of our listeners as well uh, and a reminder that if you have got a, a story to share or a question to ask you're welcome to call us on 021-446-0567 or you can send through a voice note to 072-567-1567 Wendy Last year we spoke, quite late last year, we spoke about some cases around Airbnb refund issues. Today, though, it's more about what happens when what's promised on the site doesn't actually live up uh, in reality when you arrive at the venue. Exactly. So um, this was actually prompted by um, Liesl van der Westhuizen, who uh, is, is really well known to Cape uh, Radio listeners. Um, she posted something on, I can't remember which social media platform it was, probably Twitter, mm-hmm. and um, I spotted it. And, and then I actually put a request out. I said, you know, if anyone's had a bad experience as um, either an Airbnb guest or as a host, because I have heard, you know, in recent past of, you know, large groups of people arriving and partying and and absolutely trashing the place. Mm. And I recall there was a video circulating on social media not too long ago, but I didn't hear from any hosts. I did, however, hear from quite a few um, guests. So, yes, looking at uh, the concept, it's been a real boon for travelers, myself included. You Mm. don't have to... You know, say in a hotel or a formal guest house, you can, you, you know, you react at sort of liaise directly with the host on the Airbnb platform. You can have a room in a house. You can have a, go into a cottage in the back, and whatever. And it's sort of it's it's very much marketed as a uh, as being owned these properties being owned by mom and pop type individual hosts. But actually, according to a woman who actually responded to um, my tweet, she mm. is in Dublin, Ireland, but she calls herself Susan, Susan 17, and, and goes by Airbnb whistleblower. She says data analysis from the firm Transparent a year ago 
Um, so that would have been early 2019 because she posted this a year ago already, okay. January 2020. Sorry, it would have been from 2020 because she posted in January 2021. She said that individual hosts have shrunk from 40% of all listings in March of 2018 to just 37%. And that would have been a year ago in January 2021 and falling while property managers with 100 plus listings. And this is global, of course, sure. have mostly grown in numbers. So that's quite an interesting perspective to keep in mind um, when we talk about Airbnb or when you're making a booking because it's not always going to be a couple or the single owner who's just at that one property and is making a living from it. It's become a very big uh, industry, yeah, I mean, uh, very big business for some. It's it's interesting you say that, Wendy, because I'm thinking back to the first time I ever heard of Airbnb and booked an Airbnb. We literally were sleeping in somebody's spare room in their apartment in Paris. And in fact, if I remember correctly, the one oh. guy had to move out of the flat to make way for the booking or they doubled up. Uh, you know, it was that sort of scenario where you were taking a, a room in somebody's Basically. house or, as mm. you said, the cottage at the back. Whereas today, um, many of the hosts, as you say, have got multiple properties listed. Um, it is their full-time business. Exactly. Yeah, I stayed recently uh, just before COVID with my sister in Ireland and um, the owners were lovely. They came on site, but they owned something like eight properties. So sort of in between, not quite over the hundred, but certainly not just the cottage in the backyard kind of scenario. So um, after all that, Liesl's... Tweet and post, uh, and the re- and and the subsequent um, responses I received prove yeah. that you know not everybody's aware of what you should actually do. Although I'm sure it's on the the Airbnb uh, site of what you should do if you arrive at a property and it's just not anything like what you were expecting based on the photographs of the listing and the wording, um, and uh, you know I think. I have got a response. It only came in just, I didn't think I was going to get it because this mm-hmm. is a terrible time of year to get responses from yeah. corporates, but I got it in the nick of time. We can discuss it a bit later. But um, I think Liesl uh, is going to very graphically describe for us um, <laughs> what she encountered and, and how the hosts responded as a cautionary tale. Okay, so Liesl van der Veste is, is, of course, a colleague of ours in the building uh, and uh, a really lovely colleague, I should say, who I'm sure would have dealt respectfully uh, and courteously absolutely. with everybody. Uh, Liesl is with us on the line to share the story. Liesl, I'm sorry that we're starting the year talking about a Christmas plan gone awry, but Happy <laughs> New Year to you and thanks for joining us. Happy New Year, Wendy and Pippa. <laughs> what a way to start the year. Family decided just to have a special Christmas with my mom and my mom-in-law and my fiancé yeah. at a spot in Port Alfred. And upon arrival, the place is a little bit unti- a little bit dirty and we thought we could live with it because it's a couple of days before Christmas. Then everything started to go wrong in terms of sewage leaks, toilets not working, uh, us waiting around to supervise the plumbers, telling them what to do. And we eventually went back and forth between uh, someone that was supervising the house and finally got hold of the owner. And the owner's response to us was, why didn't you take an extra day for a cleaner? And we had a cleaner every second day. But when it already arrived, everything was dirty and filthy and the cupboards were in the kitchen were just sticky and the cutlery drawers were dirty. All the pots and pans were rusted, loose wires, toilets not flushing, windows not opening. Uh, yeah, really so bad. Just, the list just went on. 
And Liesl, it should be said, not at a budget rental price either. You were paying a really steep fee for this property. We weren't. Listen, it was a beautiful place property, um, a beautiful view of the marina, close to a beach, a, a seven-bedroom place at seven and a half. Uh, is a day is, is quite an expensive rate uh, for a mm. property. So you'd expect a few things to be, you know, good good pots and pans that you can actually use, um, good cutlery, crockery, nothing chipped, uh, and um, good pillows. My big thing about uh, Airbnbs is I feel that sometimes people just take their old pillows that they don't <laughs> want anymore and then put some nice yes. pillowcases on and leave you with something that feels like some stuff with cotton wool. So um, yeah, so it wasn't, and it wasn't a, a cheap daily rate, and you'd expect a few little things added extra. Um, in terms of appliances in the kitchen, the only thing you had was a kettle and a, a toaster, and then the owner's reaction was, oh. "You should book, booked an extra cleaner." And her reaction was, uh, "Well, if you don't like it, you can move out." And you know, lockdown being lifted a little bit, everything was really fully booked everywhere, yeah. so we couldn't really leave. So our main thing and what we learned from this whole experience was we should have gone straight to Airbnb immediately and not uh, and to the owner yes. as well. But within 48 hours, that was Airbnb's reply to us. They said if we'd replied to them in 48 hours of our stay, they'd be able to assist. But they've been really great. They replied to my tweet straight away. They replied to all our, our – we made a video and Wendy saw the video and I did paste, post it onto my YouTube channel of the, the leaking sewage in the front and the backyard and the center court um, and all the things that went wrong. When you opened the curtain windows and Wendy laughed about this one, the dust that came off oh, on your hand. Oh, I didn't laugh. I wanted oh, no. to vomit. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's Terrible. what we were dealing with. And, and the owner just didn't uh, assist at all. I mean uh- – Anything can go wrong. Sorry Sorry. to interrupt, Wendy. I mean, one understands in our own home, we can never predict when the toilet is going to stop working or (laughs) something's going to go wrong with the sewage. And Murphy's Law, it happens on a public holiday or at the most inconvenient time possible. The difference, though, Liesl, is if that happened in my house and somebody was paying me to stay there, I would be bending over backwards to make sure it was fixed immediately, not dodging responsibility and expecting a paying tenant to stand around waiting for the plumber to come. Well, that was our reply to the owner, and, and um, she said we didn't realize the plumbing issue was such a big thing, so we didn't think we needed to send a supervisor out or oh, the, yeah, the caretaker on. out to take a look at the property. And we spent time, and it was one of the few sunny beach days that we had in between all the rain. Oh, and we had to sit around waiting for that. So, um, And the, eventually the attitude was, well, if you don't like it, you can move back or move out or uh, stick to your Cape Town attitude and rather book a hotel next time. Ouch. <gasps> wow, that's wow. so rude. Okay, I want to ask I... you two things, <laughs> yeah. Liesl. In your original tweet that I saw and that sparked this entire conversation, you said one of the – you mentioned that if you don't like it, rather stick to hotels thing. Mm. And the second thing you said was they blamed lockdown for inability yes. to, or, or some hampering the cleaning process. And I'm like, well, what lockdown would that be exactly? They, we don't have <laughs> – there's no restriction on getting cleaners in. I mean – did they really? How did you respond when you got that as a as a justification? The whole communication was done on the Airbnb platform via the Airbnb messenger, and oh, the reply was, "Well, it's been locked down. We haven't been able to maintain the property, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, and maintain the property as well." Uh, which I find weird. And when we spoke to the cleaning staff that we we we'd paid for to come in, uh, they said they hadn't been at the property for a while. And when we started reading the reviews, which we should have done before the time. 
we actually saw that a few people had complained, two people had complained about the property. And I have to tell you, a beautiful property, very cleverly built. Um, each bedroom had en suite. And there were some nice positives to it. But, but the little things that had gone wrong in terms of the dirt and the dust and little maintenance things that you would think would be important. And I know Airbnb is quite strict on things like loose wiring. The kitchen had loose wiring. And mm. windows to the bedrooms weren't opening and it was quite hot. So there was no air conditioning. So that was oh, no, arrived. So it was little things, shower doors not closing, showers not working. Mm. No, those aren't little things, Liesl. Those are quite big things. And interestingly, <laughs> Airbnb has a thing, uh, enhanced, enhanced clean status, which they introduced. It's very COVID-orientated. But still, um, this particular host, has uh, they, they noted on the listing, has committed to enhanced clean status, which includes sanitize every high-touch surface down to the no- doorknob, use approved products, use cleaners approved by health experts with disinfectants, 70% alcohol or higher, thoroughly clean, um, refer to our extensive checklist while cleaning room by room, wash all linens at a high heat mm-hmm. setting, etc. So clearly that commitment was just lip service because if they'd been doing all that, you wouldn't have encountered what you did. Absolutely, Wendy. I have to say that the, the linen and the towels were, were top class and really clean. But if you looked at kitchen cupboards, things like door handles had, had sticky marks on and stuff messed onto Ugh. door handles and drawers were tidy. The kitchen surface was clean. The kitchen floor was clean. And, and the appliances were clean. But, but if on further inspection, when you open the cupboard and you felt the cupboard doors, the stickiness coming off on your hands of the cupboard doors or the fridge door, which is a high-touch surface yeah. area, which you think would be cleaned. Yes. Um, those were the few things um, that we, we eventually picked up. And you, don't, you want to start your holiday and you don't want to start nitpicking the small things. But those things started to add up eventually. The leaking sewage was never seen to. I mean, we had that for for two for the last uh, five days oh. of our, our, our oh, stay. No. It was never seen to, and the owner never actually replied to anything else to, um, afterwards. So, Liesl, you you did liaise with Airbnb, and as you've said, their feedback was that it's it's imperative to raise complaints like this within forty eight hours of arrival in the property. So that's something all of us can learn from. Um, yes, anything else uh, from from their response that you'd like to share with us? No, I, I just have to compliment them because they saw my original tweet and they asked me to DM with all my details. They replied straight away with an email. We sent them the video that we made and and some of the the pictures. Uh, and they referred us to a few people, but they kept us in the loop the whole time. And, and that really impressed me. So the lesson that I learned was you have to complain straight away to Airbnb. Don't wait to, to you're halfway into your stay or, or near the end of your stay. And the other thing that I wanted to ask Wendy is, how does it work now after my whole experience? I've had great feedback from Airbnb and great response from them. But in terms of reviewing the property, yeah. do I still give my, my personal yeah. opinion and my personal review of that? Absolutely. You owe it to other consumers you might be booking. They need to see that review. Um, I'll read you read out in a moment um, Airbnb's uh, media response, um, which speaks to that. Um, the, it, a lot of people think, oh, we're going to be sued. Uh, it's defamation. No. In short, the legal uh, definition of defamation is um, if it's not in the public interest and it's not true. Um, and it's very obvious that you're very balanced. You've given credit, given credit where it's due. So state exactly what happened. And then you can also record how brilliantly Airbnb responded. And I think it's important to also say that the host's response was 
inadequate, to put it mildly. And that's the whole story, and it needs to sit there um, so that people can make an informed decision about whether they want to book um, mm-hmm. that property or not. Yeah, that was the big thing that we, because we'd written our review and we were just waiting to hear back from Airbnb. And, and, and the whole experience with Airbnb, I have to say, has been top class. We were so disappointed by the owner's reaction, the owner's attitude that we we, was, we were actually just waiting for Airbnb not to respond. And they were really great. From the social media team that came back to us to the teams that we were dealing with, I think, in the UK, it really has been in good service. So from that point of view and from the lessons learned, uh, we've just booked another Airbnb so we could go away for the weekend. So we're still supporting them. And I hope that new place is going to be absolutely <laughs> spick and span and polished with an inch of its life, Liesl. <laughs> Thank you very much for taking the time to share that feedback with us uh, on the show today, though. Um, uh, and uh, Wendy, I'm looking forward to hearing what, what response you got from Airbnb. Yes, I want to say just before I get there, though, I would like to commend Liesl because I think part of the reason she was taken so seriously and the action was was quick was that she took the time and trouble to document her experience very professionally and very reasonably so they so you know there was links to the listing there was a link to the a video that she'd posted there were photos there was it was all beautifully laid out easy to digest and i think there's a lesson in that for everybody i so often get complaints about accommodation, holiday accommodation, not necessarily Airbnb. And I go back and I say, do you have photos? It's always very powerful to compare the photos in the listing, the advert to the photos of reality. And so many of them, I'd say the majority say, no, we didn't think we were so upset. And, you know, we have cameras in our phones, all of us. It's not a big thing anymore. We can capture um, the horrors on video. So I just wanted to say, um, to point out that I think it was Liesl's uh, documenting of her experience uh, and the way she did it that that, uh, certainly helped in this case. Um, And it's a lesson we could all Learn from. from. Okay, so I've just okay. got one eye on the clock, Wendy. We've got about a minute and a half till news. So I think yes. let me just uh, wrap up by saying to Liesl, thank you very much for taking the time to share your story with us today and for, for sharing the lessons that you've learned so that listeners can can benefit from your unfortunate experience. After we've heard the news headlines, we'll, we'll l- listen to the feedback that Wendy received from Airbnb and share a couple of other similar case studies that have come through. But I'm betting that they are not alone in this experience. If anybody listening uh, wants to share feedback, back with us on how your uh, listing uh, holiday accommodation booking turned out. Did it meet your expectations? Was it exactly what you were expecting? Did it deliver what was promised in the photographs? Or did you too have the experience of arriving at expensive accommodation that you'd booked and paid for in advance to find that it was not what you had been led to expect? We would love to hear your feedback on 021-446-0567. And uh, once again, uh, the important takeaway here is if you are going to raise a complaint with Airbnb, do it promptly within 48 hours of arrival if you want them to be able to meaningfully engage and uh, resolve the issue for you. The other thing Wendy's uh, just uh, reiterated there, the importance of documenting everything and taking photographs and making a note of the individual issues that you flagged and taking notes during your conversations with the owner about who promised what and said they would Mm. do what when. Um, So you've got a fully documented case in case you do have to argue it further Uh, because after the news headline, we will hear some cases where people struggled to get any um, feedback when reporting complaints like this.
We're going to come straight back to, to Wendy Nola and back to that, that conversation about uh, the Airbnb listing that wasn't um, what was expected by the client. Now, before the break, you heard Liesl telling us in great detail uh, about the various is- issues they had with this property and about the, the really disappointing response from the property's owner. Wendy, though, she was at pains to say Airbnb themselves were incredibly helpful uh, when they flagged the issue. You too took this, uh, the story to Airbnb and you received a response just before we came to air, I believe. Yes, and I have to say that uh, I didn't give them much time. Um, the uh, I sent it initially to the contact that I established when we did the story in December about the remember that very expensive yes. cancellation of the Camps Bay place. Um, and then uh, quite a bit later, I saw her out of office and then I forwarded it to the general media office and I wasn't hopeful it would get a response, but, but it came in the nick of time. So I think, you know, they're very much on their game. Um, the answer, the response went like this. We were disappointed to learn about this experience and they're referring to Liesl van der Westhuizen's and have made things right with the guest and taken appropriate steps with the host. Well, that's good to hear. Over 1 billion people have stayed on Airbnb and negative responses are rare. That's obviously for context. In the unlikely event that something is not as expected. Now, this is the interesting part, Pippa. Mm-hmm. Guests should contact us within 24 hours and our customer service team is on hand 24-7 to help. And they reiterate that 24 hours after check-in. Oh, sorry, no, I'll tell you why this is, why it's 24 hours. Um, because they say Liesl did not contact our customer service team during or after the stay to report an issue to us. We reached out to offer assistance once this matter came to our attention, which was via Twitter, um, which was uh, after the stay was over. We do ask us to contact us within 24 hours of noticing an issue, as well as contacting the host and gathering documentation. And this is why we only release payment for a stay to hosts 24 hours after check-in oh. so that there's recourse in the rare event of an issue on arrival. So I d- I'm a bit concerned about the conflicting information Liesl was told 48 hours. I've been told by the media office 20, 24 and, and the reason for, you know, they, they released the payment after 24 hours. So I would certainly urge people who use BNB to report an issue within 24 hours while the money is still sitting with Airbnb and not the host. That's such interesting That makes feedback. things a lot easier. Okay. So in other yeah, words, I mean, if you gonna, need I'm some kind of, out. sorry to interrupt, if you need some kind of refund or, um, uh, you know, compensation for something being drastically wrong, it's still within their power to do that and to withhold some of the payment to the host yes. until they fix the yes. issues. Okay. That's exactly. She's, uh, so they say if an eligible issue, I think the key word is eligible, but yeah. comes up during a stay, we offer refunds and rebooking support to guests through our guest guarantee. In this case, the host of the guest also communicated offsite, and this is another lesson. Liesl yeah. did point that out. Initially, she was, and I, I think it's probably was at the behest of the of the um, host yeah. to keep it off the site. Um, yeah, uh, we advise users to only communicate and pay via Airbnb. Oh, sorry, Liesl had paid, had paid uh, not via the site. She'd paid privately, and so never do that. Keep everything on the site so that Airbnb can monitor it, and, and you could be protected that way. Um, we provide warnings, says Airbnb, across the site to stay on the platform. Uh, then they reiterate, we've taken appropriate action with the host, including educating on our policies and standards. The listing has an average of 4.7 stars out of 5 for cleanliness based on previous guest reviews, and we've not had prior cleanliness complaints. Well, Lisa, Lisa said she did see two complaints about lack of cleanliness, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not quite sure what happened there. We hold 
posts on Airbnb to high standards, including cleanliness and violations, can result in a removal from the platform. Our global community support team is on hand 24-7 to help our community and can be reached by phone, through our help center, and on Twitter at Airbnb Help. So certainly if I was going to book, I had booked and I would obviously read the reviews first, Mm. you arrive, have a good look around at anything. I think most reasonable people wouldn't report a small issue, but if there are a lot of small issues or a couple of small ones and one very big one, I mean, who could ignore the the sewerage, um, then take action very quickly. Um, Keep everything on the site, don't make payment off the site and um, certainly there's Airbnb help. I would follow that uh, and and report anything on there immediately. As we heard from Liesl, they do respond very quickly. So I think I'm very grateful to Liesl for raising this because there's so many, so much for the rest of us to learn out of it to avoid uh, you know, a similar experience and, and then yeah. to ensure that we get recourse quickly. I mean, she wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been hanging around on the best day of their holiday around Christmas, uh, you know, supervising the sorting out of a plumbing issue that's ridiculous sure yeah interesting comment here from ishmael again on the whatsapp uh, wendy and i think he makes a very good point saying it is a trade-off with airbnb you get into prime locations at affordable prices we got prime london property but the place was filthy the owner asked for forgiveness and in return (laughs) refunded half plus the cost of a maid service and i was happy is his comment so that's the kind of response you expect that if you flag something with the owner they try to make good on it and fix the problem which was not the experience that Liesl had unfortunately but uh, Ishmael I'm really glad it worked in your case and uh, Wendy again thanks so much for sharing that very practical feedback on the importance of moving quickly if you do need to report something and uh, the importance of doing uh, casting more than just a quick eye over the place when you move in Um, I I mean I've done it myself you arrive you dump your bags and you're straight out onto the streets to go sightseeing or whatever you're doing rather take 20 minutes 30 minutes to give the place a thorough check over um before you head out. Uh, Liesl's case, of course, not the only one that you received. And um, uh, I know they've been trickling in all week, Wendy, and uh, there's not been chance to get formal responses on all of them. But uh, you had a couple of others you wanted to share with us. I just thought, uh, yeah, just some examples of the things that go wrong. So Shane wrote to say that uh, his family had stayed in a three-bedroom cottage in Clarence for two nights over the holidays, 9,000 rand for two nights, so again, also quite pricey. They were asked to pay a 1,000 rand breakage deposit. He said they paid it, of course. A few days after we checked out, my wife inquired about having the the deposit refunded. The owners responded by saying that because we broke, in inverted commas, the Weber Bri, we will not get the deposit back. There was no photo of alleged damage, no email alerting us, no proof of how much the so-called repair costs, which is all required, of course. Yeah. Can't just thumbsuck it. Just a one-liner saying that we won't get the deposit back. So my wife phoned them. The phones were off. Eventually, she got through, told them how unfair it was, how badly it was handled, how fishy it all feels. Two minutes later, the call in. Two minutes after the call ended, a thousand rand EFT to her account. So it almost sounds like if they hadn't pushed back and pointed out the unfairness and illegality actually of it, uh, it wouldn't have happened. So mm. um, around deposits, um, it's important to if you are in that situation and paying a deposit, it's, it's important to have some documentation around that. Just as if you're renting, moving into a rental property, there has to be some proof that things were fine when you moved in and not fine when you moved out in order to uh, saddle you with the cost of any appropriate uh, repairs. Um, And then, so he says, not exactly a horror horror story, um, but, um, you know, 
we hated that a nice day in the mountains was tarnished with an experience like that, yeah. um, and understandably so. The, the one that really interested me was was Sibusisu's story, Wendy, because this is it's a, it's a different kind of thing to do with cancellations, but it, it raised an interesting question of um, the investment that goes into getting to the holiday, expecting to find something on the other end, and not finding it there. Won't you just uh, give us a summary of of, of what yes. Sibusisu told you? Indeed, and I'm I'm very uh, sad to say that I raised Sibusisu's case as well because it's also an Airbnb one with um, Liesels. And for some reason, the chap who responded only dealt with Liesel. So I'm hoping we'll have to come back uh, next week and just d- deal with this quickly because the cancellation int- story at peak times is a big one. And yeah. I really want to share with listeners what your rights would be. So Sibusisu says he responded to an Airbnb listing. He lives in Durban with his family. He responded to a listing for what was described as a modern two-bedroom apartment with balcony in Cape Town. He didn't specify where at a reasonable price. It was a bit of a spur of the moment thing. I decided to take my family on a road trip from Durban to Cape Town for a short holiday and booked the apartment from the 21st to the 25th. December when we had just passed Bloemfontein and I've done this trip many times myself Mm. having lived for so many years in Durban that's more than 600 kilometers I received a message saying that my booking had been cancelled when I inquired I was told it was due to sinking issues very fishy and that they were there was already somebody in the apartment I mean he'd booked and paid for it in advance it's just unacceptable I explained that I've already traveled more than 600 kilometers and I only left Durban because of the rate they were offering I was not sure whether to continue and we didn't tell the kids about this dilemma can you imagine the disappointment shame they offered some other properties yes in the car and let's not forget what the petrol price (laughs) December it just made everything so much more expensive, you know, holidays in particular. Um, they did offer some other properties which were not suitable, either too expensive or not suitable to our needs. I was asked to cancel the booking, and this is the interesting part. But I was not comfortable with that since I was not the one initiating the cancelling, yeah. quite right. In the end, they managed to find a place for me which was at the same level as the one I had booked, but with one double bed for the second room instead of two single beds, obviously, for each chi- bed for each child. They transferred the Airbnb booking to this new apartment. The stay was shorter, though, than what we'd paid for. They could only offer us three nights, but we took it. We needed our refund so that we could then book somewhere else for the extra night, but we only got the refund when we were back in Durban. The whole Oi. drama missed messed up our mood we tried to make the best of it but we were forced to travel back home on christmas day he says i've seen many other people on twitter talking about this issue of airbnb and cancelling of bookings also my friends and family members have told me similar stories it was my first booking with airbnb as i said i also raised this one um but uh, i didn't get a response sadly and i think his experience as you say papa raises some important issues that we need to get some clarity on um i think it would have helped if he had um put a complaint on twitter or through mm. on the site um within 24 hours of this disaster so that the, the airbnb could monitor it and, and make sure that they got that refund um, and were able to, to then book the extra night. I'm not sure. If it was, I think it was just an extra night uh, that they needed. They didn't want to travel on Christmas Day. They wanted yeah. to travel on the 26th, and they ended up uh, it just. It's so the injustice is horrible. Um, so I'm definitely going to push this one and and come back and add that to the lessons we've learned um, out of all of this. Um, so yeah, I'm very grateful to Sister for sharing that with us.
I've got a couple of interesting WhatsApps and voice notes coming in in response to this, Wendy. Firstly, uh, a WhatsApp from Lynn who says, We ran holiday accommodation. The greatest compliment was the reaction when folks walked through the front door and seeing the view of the Nisner Lagoon said, Oh man, this is just like the photos. We never had any complaints about our accommodation, but wait for it. She says, We could write a book on how we found our home when folks booked out. Uh, I'm sure she's not alone in that. Um, uh, Lynn, thanks for that. Brendan also. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. At the beginning, I was hoping we were going to hear from some of them. As you know, as I say, I put the tweet out on Monday, I think it was, and 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 balance this because I do know from friends' experience who who rent out a place that when the, you know they'll say it's five people and then fifteen arrive and have a party and literally are, when they're clearly drunk early hours of the morning they just break things and oh, yeah. leave the most disgusting mess. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 that definitely is the other side of the coin. So Absolutely. thank you for that, Thanks, <laughs> Brenda. Lynn. And then Brendan's saying, yeah. lesson is to book with local accommodation oh, agents. They actually sort the problem out within your holiday. Airbnb, good at responding, but they don't clean the kitchen during your stay, is Brendan's comment. We've also got a voice note with, I believe, some advice for hosts. Let's take a listen to that. Uh, can you ask uh, Wendy if, if uh, I had the experience just in the beginning of lockdown um, uh, a guest house on Leisure Isle Neisner paid the deposit and I was they were talking about lockdown and I was a bit nervous about it he kept on putting off don't worry don't worry it won't be a problem won't be a problem and when it was a problem everything was locked down he promptly said well you can't pay the deposit back what's the legal implications I hassled with this guy uh, for a while, and eventually, I eventually got half back. I think I'm not even 100 sure because I didn't want to deal with it anymore. He's an obnoxious uh, chap, right? And I would love to. Uh, anyway, I won't mention his name. But what what are the legal implications of this? Thanks. Okay, sorry, a wrong voice note. But Wendy, let's respond to that one. Then we'll go to the advice for the hosts. Uh, what, what would your advice be there? Yes. So it depends on the timing of when, how early on, um, because Airbnb had a certain policy for bookings made. Uh, for I think uh, up to the end of April or something like that, and then they changed it and it got complicated. I I was had personal experience of of this with a booking in Cyprus for July of 2020. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to have to I can't just give an off the top of my head response, but I I can certainly say that um, if it was early in lockdown, you see you were you were um, not um, deemed uh, to to reasonably anticipate that your, your your booking may be cancelled because of lockdown yeah. so the the, the the refunds are more generous but certainly as we've been saying since march of 2020 if you paid for something and couldn't make use of it through no fault of your own your own um certainly refunds are payable um if uh if brendan wants to i'm not sure was that brendan no i know uh, that was anonymous was, uh, but um yeah Yes, anonymous. He is welcome to email me, and I'll, I can um, canvas Airbnb on that, um, because I, as I said, there was a were different refund policies applied to different dates. Okay, so if you would like to do that, um, the, e- the email address to use is consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R, uh, and please just put Cape Talk. Uh, um, accommodation refund or something like that in the subject line so that Wendy can look out for it. If you could please just send details, very important to this particular one, the dates on which you booked and the refund policies that were in place will differ according to those dates. So it is uh, quite important information to include, please. Okay, let's get back to that other voice note. Hi, Pippa and Wendy. Great show. 
Um, just regarding Airbnb, if you want to avoid um, heartache, put an, a superhost filter onto the platform. I happen to be an Airbnb superhost, and we have to jump through a lot of hoops and have 80% or more five-star reviews for the place you're letting. And it really takes out a lot, a lot of the pain out of getting places that you haven't aren't up to scratch. Thanks for a great show. Yeah, and that's fantastic advice. Thank you very much. Uh, Wendy, wow, yeah, yes. that, that's really practical advice, isn't it? Absolutely, and I'll be adding that to, to my list of top tips for uh, for Airbnb travellers. Thanks for that, uh, Ian. And um, uh, also just to have one more comment on this before we, we take a short break and then come back with some, some general open line calls. Wendy, we go back to the importance of, of, of taking the time to write a review. Um, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people forget to do it or they couldn't be bothered to do it or they only do it when something has gone wrong. But... Uh, a, 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 you know, a, a platform like this really relies on the public reviews for you to be able to go and scan and research and say what other people have had to say uh, about a place. Um, it's really important that you do take those few minutes to post a review after a stay. Absolutely. And, and when looking at the reviews, look at the um, the date. So I'm guessing with Liesl's experience, it, there was a time when that beautifully designed, located home was, you know, was spick and span and then maybe loss of income or whatever uh, maintenance took a back seat uh, thorough cleaning etc i mean the, the cleaners did say they hadn't been to the house for a while um so you know they could recover and hopefully airbnb's intervention uh, as a result of that they they will get the act together and then the more recent you know it's, it's motivation for them as well so mm. the, the, the more recent reviews that people will see when they're looking to book will be a lot more positive um, but I think it, as you know, as consumers, we need those reviews and we need to protect ourselves by reading them. Wendy, not a lot of detail here, but let me read it as it came through. I have some possibly tainted canned beans. Still, the pick and paste supermarket refuses to take them back. So what now? These beans are listed as dangerous to consume. Um, uh, I'm having to jump through to a couple of conclusions here, Wendy, but I know that there was a baked beans recall from the Coo range in the middle yes. of last year. I'm wondering if it's possibly linked to that. Yes, I'm trying to think furiously if there was a cutoff because I obviously reported on that quite mm. widely at the time. And I don't recall there being a cutoff date. I mean, clearly they don't want the product to be installed in people's uh, grocery cupboards, although all the scientists that I spoke to said the risk was... Was very low. Minuscule. Yeah. Yes, but um, certainly um, that's not okay. I think they might have just got a an employee on a bad day um, who was thumb-sucking a response there. Um, again, if you'd like to email me, I will take that up with my media liaison person at Pick and Pay, and I'm sure we could, they will change their tune very quickly. While but I will were, need that email, yeah, please. While you were talking, Wendy, I just did a quick Google, and it was it was Tiger Brands recalling Koo and Hugo's canned vegetables as well. There was a long list of products. That's it right. was baked beans. It was butter beans. Mm -hmm. It was the mixed veggies in, in curry sauce. It was spaghetti and tomato sauce. There were several products affected. And uh, I'm just reading from their press release here. It was the uh, items um, with best before dates between the 1st of May and the 5th of 1st of May 2019 and the 5th of May 2021 affected canned vegetable products can be returned to any supermarket or wholesale outlet for a refund so um, they should have had a no questions asked here's your money back response yes. um, as you say it uh, could well have provided, been pro pro yeah, I mean it could well have been a stand-in yeah. staff member working over the, the, you know, the festive season or something like that 
who's forgotten all about it, or it could be a, the case that um, it's actually the, the can she has was not part of that batch. It was either not the right product or not the right production date. Right. So there's that possibility as well. Um, so I'll be I'll know once um, if she uh, so he or she responds uh, emails me and preferably with a photograph of the information on the can so that I can figure out whether it's part of the recall or not. Okay, and very importantly, it's the date of manufacture. Sorry, I think I might have said the best before date. The date of manufacture was between the ninety. Yes, it was the first of May twenty nineteen to the fifth of May twenty twenty one. So if yours was made after that period, um, they're right to say you've got no right to, to return it because there is no reason to do so. But if you do fall within those parameters, then absolutely, then that store is in the wrong, and we would like to be able to help you follow up. So once again, if you would like to send an email, it is consumer at nola.co.za spelled K-N-O-W. She knows a lot about consumer affairs. Consumer at nola.co.za. And please just put Cape Talk um, Bean Recall or something like that in the subject line. Wendy will keep an eye out for that and we'd love to be able to help you follow up on that one. Wendy, I think we can squeeze in before we say goodbye. A query that came in late last year that we just didn't have a chance to get to uh, from our listener Colin who mailed us about having purchased a new brush cutter in late November. He'd bought it at Builders Express he said he tried to use it a day after buying it and found that the machine did not work. Um, he took it back to builders and requested that they should exchange it or refund him his money. And they refused to do either. They said that needed to go back to the agent to check and repair. And his question was, he felt that was unfair. Uh, was he right in feeling that way? Oh, gosh, yes, he was. Um, but it's a little complicated. So, so yes, the CPA, Consumer Protection Act, says that if we as consumers buy a product and within six months it doesn't perform as it should, it develops some kind of defect. And in Colin's case, it was very quickly, very quick, and, and he was very much within that six-month um, warranty period. We get a right to take it back, and um, we get to elect our recourse, um, one of the three R's, refund, repair, or replace. Um, what so often happens is, and it's actually not written in the Act, I think it was an omission, but the Consumer Commission has said that the retailers do have a right to insist on a proof of purchase, obviously, which shows where you bought it, what you paid, and when, most importantly, mm-hmm. so you know whether the, it's still under warranty. Um, but they're also entitled to send something off for technical assessment um, to rule out user abuse. Because, I mean, people could, abu- you know, not on purpose, but, you know, go over a stone or, you know, Cause the problem. It wasn't an inherent defect, right? Yeah, transported um, what in the back in, of a bucky where it rolled around. Yeah. Yes, exactly. What happens in practice, which is so annoying, um, given that we've had this act in practice in effect for ten more than ten years, going on eleven, is that the for, the forms, you know, when you hand your product in for for technical assessment, will still say something like repair form, um, and and it doesn't actually give the uh, consumer the option of choosing the remedy so that once the defect has been established, the remedy then falls into place. So either it's the wrong policy, which I doubt, because um, I know that MassMart has had a lot of you know, extensive training of their staff around the mm-hmm. CPA, or the um, person manning the account hasn't been trained properly and um, they are saying check and repair because that sounds like they are going to unilaterally laterally repair the product during the assessment process, which is not okay. It's definitely not compliant with the CPA. So 
Um, Colin, uh, I must find, well, there's an email, I can't remember seeing that one, but I'm going to have to try and look for it and get access to it and take it up because um, that's certainly not okay. I don't know if something's happened in the interim. If Colin's listening, please update us, but I'll be very, very happy to take that one on. Okay, Wendy, we have to leave it there. As always, thanks for all the work you do on behalf of the Cape Talk listeners and great to have you back on the show again this year. Thanks so much, Pippa. Keep Bye-bye. well, we'll chat next week, Wednesday.